the Dusalu. What lies inside? Only one way to find out. So as you go in, it's like something you see out of like a, let's say back to the future. You know, it's like, you know, everybody's drinking and having a good time. There's one bartender that's just pouring lots of drinks. There is in the back, let's see, see, as you come in the back right corner, there is actually, looks like there is a card game going on. In the back left of the room, there is, there's somebody playing piano and singing a song. And there, there are some other creatures around them actually singing with them. The bartender is there, but also there's a bunch of seats. There are some people kind of, or some beings kind of scattered around, but there's also what you wouldn't understand. But for some reason, there is a gelatinous cube that is just sitting up at the bar, just kind of sitting there. You don't know what's going on. You can't, you, you see there are some things stuck in it, but you can't tell what and you can't tell why it's there, but no one's paying attention to it, like, it just belongs there. And people are either sharing a drink, or they're singing at the uh, singing at the piano, or they're, you know, playing cards, or they're just kind of drunkenly just kind of walking around. Perception check on the glasses to see whether or not the liquor has a green tinge. Okay. Why don't you roll perception? Uh, 15, 18. Yes, everything in here that has something to drink has a green tint to it. No, I was just going to say, when, so, you know, we're looking around, we're taking all the stuff in, and he, like, keys in on, on the glass, so he just reaches out and puts a hand on your, yeah, he probably can reach your shoulder, yeah, it's almost six months. Uh, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, do not drink or eat anything here. It seems that this water skin that we have is all that we have to sustain us. Notice the glasses. Cravoy points right at the gelatinous cube and he says, I've already decided not to touch anything edible or drinkable in this place. Yes, that is uh, an interesting situation to say the least. Can I make out what's inside the gelatinous cube? I? If you get close enough to it, yes. you can. Well, if you get closer to it, I should say. I don't think I get closer to it, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, who's behind the bar? Let's say that um, there is a, a humanoid uh, figure. She has long black hair, a little bit of a scar on the top top of their forehead just before the right eye. And yeah, like I said, she's just pouring a bunch of ale and just showing it out and Talking to everybody very, you know, nonchalantly trying to get, you know, it's, you know, just like your neighborly bartender trying to talk about, you know, certain things and, you know, having a laugh with people and stuff like that. Why don't you, Cravoy, why don't you do do a uh, perception check for me? Well, there's a lot of perception checks here. But I don't know. Okay. You notice that when you see what's going on here, like, everybody that's in here looks like a misfit to you they look like nobody it doesn't seem like any one being or one person belongs it just feels like there's just a lot of mishmash of 
things going on, and it's really it's just it just doesn't seem right they all belong because none of them belong yeah exactly and all the beers all the ales that she's pouring all have the green tinge well <clears throat> you wouldn't you're not close enough to the bar bar yet that you would be able to tell so you'd have to go over there all right i'm gonna belly up to the bar and try to order up. Hey, can you work on some legs like the rest of us? Oh, okay. So are you... Now, the gelatinous cube is to the right of the bar, so are you going to stay as far left of the bar as you can? Well... Or, or what? I tell you Anyone what, I'm not... Bad? Because Provoy sort of feels bad about his, like, snap judgment, and then after looking around the room, seeing that, oh, well, this is just... These are my people. He's going to walk up, and he's not going to really... He's just going to keep an eye on the cube. Like, I'm not going to just really ignore it, but... I'm not going to really mind being, like, maybe, like, two stools away from it. Okay. Two stools. That sounds good. Okay, so you pull up to you pull up to the bartender, and she's... Hello. Oh, Hi. Looks, looks looks like you're new. What can I do for you? Yep. Oh, I would like one of, one of your green-tinged ales, and I would also like to buy one for the cube... Um, I'm sorry, it's just, we just call it ale here, it's just because it has a green tint to it doesn't mean I, you call it green ale. I'm sure I meant ale. to just say ale, I apologize. Okay, sounds good, yeah, don't, we don't need to be rude here, but I would love to give you one, well, and I, I, oh, now I feel terrible, I wasn't trying to be rude. I do have one, can I get it in a to-go cup? Well, just to let you know, if you would like to actually take this with you, uh, all they have is glass glasses, so you'd have to pay for the glass, too, so... I have... Maybe you can just give me the glass for free, and I'll tell everyone to come to do Saloon. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not really how it works here. We right, actually, no, I get it. We yeah. only have so many glasses, so if you, right, pay, well. if, you, if you pay for the if you pay for the beer itself, and you pay for the glass, I can give you both. Uh, that will be... Two copper. Oh, okay. Yes, I will do the thing. Cravoy will pay two copper, and now comes the time where we do math. Let's just say that both of you have like ten copper and ten silver on you. Too. I'll just say that as a oh okay right. thing for you guys, uh, just because I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to have to deal with too much mathiness of this. <laughs> Unless it comes yeah. to gold. How much copper per silver <laughs> per electrum per gold? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ten copper, ten silver, and then whatever gold we had. Yep. Okay, all right, so that's four copper for the... Okay. So we'll subtract four copper. And... Okay. Is there anything... That, okay, good. Right, so, I, will, I will buy the glass. So you are... So you're buying the beer and the glass for yourself and for the gelatin cube. Yeah, I'm just buying the. I'm just getting the gelatinous Cuba beer, and then. Okay. But I also would like to find. Do I have like a legitimate way to to, to cover the top of this so it's not sloshing around, or is that? I mean, unless you have. I don't because I lost pack. my goddamn my goddamn water skin. <laughs> yeah, would have been, like, would have been aces for this. So I've got a mess kit, and I've got. I've got a tinder box, and. I'm thinking inside the mess kit, there's like a cup that has a cap over it. 
because okay. I had a mess kit with a couple of cap over it. All right, we'll we'll say that you do. That. So you put you put that in <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. Yep. Yes, I put it in the cup. Right. And so the- actually, it's only three copper then, because it's only it's only one copper for the beer and then one copper for the glass. Oh, okay. All right. So oh, you're paying three copper because you're getting the gelatinous cube of beer too. Yes. So you, she pours one for you, and she goes, "Here's one for you, sir." And Edward, here you go. And she slides, ah! she, sli- <laughs> she slides the the glass to Edward, and you've probably heard about what a gelatinous cube is, but you've never seen it. And for some reason, it seems to, instead of just being a straight cube, it seems to grow an arm that kind of comes out as the beer slides, and it catches it just like you would Ooh, see. Next in an Old West movie or a something similar. That was badass! Um, can I see what's inside the cube right now? Yes, you can see everything that's in the cube right now. Oh no. So you, yeah. <laughs> so you, can, you can see a many small skulls. You can see three regular sized skulls, probably humanoid. You can see a shield, a metal shield. And you can see a dagger that the wooden hilt of it has been melted away, and it's just the the sharp part. All right, so I just I'll pick up my cup, and and as I'm walking away, I go, ah, adventurers, am I right? And then we'll walk away from the <laughs> the bar. Nice. And as you as you as you walk away, um, you hear the gelatinous cube go. Thank you, sir. Oh god! <laughs> you all go and walks faster away. <laughs> Is the cube's last name Hopper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Cravoy, what have you done with this? I don't yawn, know. Oh, this yawn tea as you've gotten your glass of beer and poured it into your cup and put it away in your pack. I've lashed it to one of the horse things. I've tied. Oh, that's right. You tied it up outside. Okay. Well, I I don't think I expressly said that, but that's kind of that's what he would that's do. What he would do. just like lash okay. it, so in case it okay. woke up, it won't get away. Sounds good. So nobody knows that that you had it at one point. Like it all of a sudden forgets, it can cut through rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so as you are kind of trying to figure out what's going on, you see that at the card table there are about five people or five beings that are sat at this table, and greenish. Small but very stout orc picks up someone from one of the chairs and grabs it by the neck or like the shirt collar basically or the vest collar of it and the pants and says, well, honey, it looks like you're out of time and out of money and proceeds to throw them out of the saloon. She turns around and looks right at Selenar and says, we have an opening. (laughs) (laughs) If you're Um, willing to play. Perhaps in a moment. (laughs) And then he'll walk up to the bar. Okay. So before you even say that, you, you notice that this, that this orc has a little bit of a, a scar between its right cheek and down underneath its chin. It's wearing some leather armor some brown leather armor. It's wearing uh, like a nice little, almost like a half skirt that kind of hangs off to the right. And then she's wearing um, some brown pants and some high brown boots. I actually had 
my niece draw this character up, so I just <gasps> want, wanted you to see what it looked like. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> cool. Just think of like more of like she drew her a little more thin. So just think of like a like very short, very you know very stout. Like the only thing I can think of is like brick shit house. That's what we'd always say if someone was like Love that it. small and you know and you could tell mm-hmm. very muscular. But the way she carries herself is very. Is it very owner of the do saloonish? It's very. Like I kind of run the spot here, or I run these these goofballs, but also she has a very ladylike charm to her. She looks at you straight in the eye and kind of like before you leave Selenar, she goes, "I have to warn you," or no, I'm trying to get into somebody else's voice now. I have to warn you, honey. This is an exploding offer. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Okay. All right. So you head to the you head to the bar. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, she I... goes. She goes to sit back down in her seat and proceeds okay. to play. Selenar, like, is trying to recollect himself, right? So, like, the auntie who are normally evil accosted us but didn't attack us. There's a weird guy whose half arm turned into crystal. And, like all these people here are getting drunk. Snow is green, but kind of getting lost in the wheezes. We've got to find Morgan and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So. He goes up to the bartender and says, um, we are new here and I am in search of someone. Perhaps you have seen her. Um, the bartender looks at you and goes, your one and only chance of doing that just sat down. And she turns and talks to somebody else and gets and starts a conversation with them. He starts to say something again and then just shakes his head and shrugs and then walks over to the, uh, walks over to the table. Okay. Ah, you found yourself back in our good graces. Come, have a seat, honey. So he pulls a seat out, sits down. Says, uh, yes. What are we playing for? What are we playing for? We're playing for whatever you'd like. Well, I would like some information. Well, I don't know if you know this, but information is very expensive around here. So it would seem. What do you have to offer? Uh, he puts his, he puts his coin purse on the table. So how much do you have in there? 18 gold, 10 silver, and 10 copper. Okay. So she looks at it, puts it in her hands very nicely. Actually does not put it on the table at all because she doesn't want anybody swiping it from you. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, I tell you, honey, you're so close. You're so close. What else do you have for me? Perhaps I can provide information in return. I don't know if you know this, but I know quite a many things, so I don't know if there's anything else that you have that's really going to help me. A bag of 10 gold, 6 copper, and 10 silver comes flying across the room and lands on top of his bag. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. So uh, she looks in Cravoy's direction and flashes you the worst look you could ever give to someone else and then she collects herself and then looks through the bag and says this might be enough and then so she pushes it all into the front of the table she goes okay well hmm trying to think of what i had a couple of games in mind that we could play and now i'm trying to think of what we could do okay we are going to play a game called kings up i have here 
nine cards. I Three of these cards are kings. If you can turn up two kings and turn them up in succession, one at a time, without turning over another card, I will give you the information you need. Seems I don't have a choice, do I? All right. So she lays out the nine cards. I would like to make a, I guess probably... Oh, what do you call it? Uh, either sleight of hand or perception. It's a sleight of hand in thinking of the terms of palming a card or watching to see if she's laying cards out appropriately or would that just be like a straight perception check? I can't think of anything else. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to have you roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, ooh, 11. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> no, that's all right. Actually, because this is this is this is totally something different than what you're thinking. Um, with that role, you realize that if you try to check up on her as she's doing these things, it may not end well. Okay, so like he starts to like lean in and kind of like really like look at her hands, and maybe she like <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just kind of like sits back and you know crosses his arms across his chest. Very good. Okay. So before you go to even reach for a card, a very tall, very lanky uh, human that his skin actually looks like almost like an like an ashen kind of almost getting to charcoaly color decides, you know what? I think I'm in on this too. And he takes a pack of cards and puts it in the middle of the table. And the orc kind of looks his way and is like almost like shocked and you can you both can tell from the look like she you can tell she doesn't get shocked very often and she goes well looks like we're gonna be playing for a little more than just house money and she pushes the deck of cards of his off to the side and takes her purse and puts it next to the deck of cards and her purse is quite full. She won't count it and it's not in with your stuff. It almost looks like it's a side bet. So now it's up to you to draw cards. Let's see. How do we? How are we going to do that? I don't want to do perception. I'd like to do something else. Let's try... Intimidation. No, acrobatics. Yeah. I got a plus seven in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do dexterity. We'll have it, we'll actually have it be a sleight of hand, but we'll have it be, because you are such a wayward traveler and you've probably seen and done a few many things, like, let's just say we'll make a sleight of hand roll. And if you roll a 20, we'll say that you'll get more information as we go. Okay. All right. There goes nothing. Uh, I rolled a 16 with a plus four. That's 20, but not, nice. Not nice. Natural. Not natural. Okay. Dirty 20. Yep. So yeah. which, which card do you, which card do you turn over? Um, so I'm assuming it's three rows of three. Correct. So he, you know, so he sits back, he's, you know, he's got his arms crossed. He looks over to the guy who, you know, came over and put his cards on the table, kind of leans forward a little bit and looks, he reaches out. He starts to move to the center card his eyes flick up to her. 
And then he reaches out and he turns the top right-hand card. Nice. Uh, you go to turn the top right-hand card and you see a king of diamonds. And uh, the humanoid that put the the deck on the uh, as the side bet, you hear him kind of kind of like go, go, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like most people on the first try lose out like right away. You could just tell. Jesus. And he's already, you're already halfway there with one card drawn. So that, that already in itself is a low probability of actually happening. So he's just pissed. Roll a side perception for me. Okay. Fucking natty 20, baby. 23. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. So as you're looking at the humanoid and he makes this reaction, you kind of look at the corner of your eye and you see the orc do that kind of thing too, where she's kind of shocked. And then her her eye goes down and looks at the middle card for a half a second and then raises up. And then it's like, she, and she's acting like you didn't see anything. Okay. With the, well, all right. So it's straight roll or to give me advantage on the roll then. I will give you, I will, I will give you the advantage on the roll. So he doesn't react. Like his eyes flick, you know, her eyes flick down, his eyes flick to her, you know, like that whole kind of thing. So nine, so 13 is going to be the high. Okay. So you don't gather any other information other than what you have. So what do you do? I think he goes for the center card. He's unless, unless I can make an insight check before I pick, I guess. Right. Like, so if he has that info, like, and he's like, oh, I think that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think you've rolled enough insight. So yeah, we'll, no, just, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we'll just say you reach for the card, you go to turn it over, and you find the King of Hearts. And the gaunt humanoid just, like, can't believe it. And he starts to stand up. If he stands up, Selenar says, leaving so soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He kind of gives you the eye and um, goes to pull out a pistol. And before he can even get it out of his, like, really get it out of the holster, like a flash of light, basically, you see a dagger come out of the sleeve of the orc and she slices his throat and he, and he falls to the ground. Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, Selenar has his hand on his scimitar yeah. as he was getting ready to fucking draw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Provo's whip is out. <laughs> right, nice. And she, she kind of like puts her hand out in front of you guys. And it's just like, it's okay, honey. It's okay. I got this all taken care of. We're all cool. All cool, baby. So it would seem good card playing there, sir. And what is your name? Uh, Selenar. And may I ask yours? I am Frank. Welcome to my saloon. Thank you for having us. And your friend? I am Cravoy. And you just murdered that man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get that out there. <laughs> that you did murder him. If it weren't for that, your friend Selenar would probably be perished by now. Yeah, probably. So, yes. But I just want to just say that it happened. <laughs> and we're was, all sort of okay with it because he was, he had a, a gun. I was merely defending 
ourselves. You know, I would call it self-defense. Yep. Then I'm glad we're all in agreement. <laughs> Sorry that it, it got to where it got. I, I wasn't expecting it to get there. I really love our card games, but with the way the town is, you just, you never can tell. It is your saloon. It is your prerogative. He, however, and he kind of like waves a hand, is not my concern. But I feel as if you knew that already. I think I did. So, you've done it. You want your answers. I am here to answer to the best of my ability. Yes, we are in search of my daughter, Morgan. Perhaps you have seen her or can tell me where she is. Morgan, Morgan. Boy, I'm sorry I've never heard of the name. He gives it just I don't know that we ever wrote a description, but he you know, he gives her a description, age, half elf, long hair. I don't know what she would have been you know, I'm assuming leathers, right, if she was out like doing a thing at night. So probably, you know, leather armor. She you know, she disappeared uh, yesterday evening. We tracked her to this oval, we've been told it's called. Uh, it is a dome in our world that we pass through. Yes, or the, the oval is not the name I would give it. Unfortunately, the oval have named it so and proper their leader, it, which is kind of interesting. The way you describe your daughter, it makes it sound like it is proper, but I don't, I can't say for sure. That would be indeed. Uh, how long has the proper been here? Well, Proper has been here at least before I've been here. I don't know if you know, but this is kind of... To me, it's kind of a prison. I feel like this place is poison. As you can see, everything is everything is green. Everything is not natural. But unfortunately, we we don't have much for defense. For The only defense that is really here is actually this place. I know it doesn't make sense with, with what's going on with our alcohol, but as long as we are here, we are not tempted by the way of the oval. And what is that way, if I may ask? Well, to them, it they say it is for us to surrender our possessions and surrender our the things that we cling on to that we don't need but to me that's a lot of bullshit because honey I've seen the oval they act like they're this righteous group but they ain't righteous at all and how do they keep order here how long have you been here to tell you the truth Selenar it feels like forever I've been the one that's been trying with some of my underlings to be able to go out and try to find out more about what's happening here. And honey, it's been, it's been hard. Just when you think that you've figured it out, then the oval sucks up another, you know, another, you know, another orc or another human. Like, you know, every time I bring out, I've had some of my people here and brought them out to try to help, you know, figure out what they're doing and how they're poisoning this land. 
I lose so many. So I, I, I've tried, I've tried so many things, but there's just too many of them so far. And I haven't been able to get behind enemy lines for lack of a better term. Um, and who are these people of the oval? Do they look like you and I? They do. They're, there's nothing really different about them. They come, f- there are many species. They're just, it feels like they're brainwashed by a proper and the ways of the oval. And it just feels like, you know, the more you want to find out about what's going on, the more you have to get into what they're doing. And then before you know it, it's too late. Is there any way to tell them apart other than their behavior? Yes, you can tell them by their green robes. You can tell by their... Uh, it's mostly mostly green robes and green headgear. You can't live in the oval here without... As you're talking to her, you can tell there's just a little bit of green and the whites of her eyes, but not much. And she's like, you can just tell by their demeanor. They're, I can't... I'm trying to think if like, are there such thing as cults in D and don't know. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Okay. So let's just say like, you can tell that they, they run in packs. They are, you know, this kind of cult and they pretend like they are, I'm not trying to not, I didn't want to say good, but like ho- they think that they're holy, but they're definitely the opposite. And the Yonti, how do they fit in amongst all of this? I'm sorry, did you say a Yanti? Yes, we were accosted by a group of them and we entered the dome. Accosted, you say? Well, not so much with violence per se, but they wanted our water skins. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. The longer you live here, the larger the thirst you have. You can't quench it. It's one of those things where no matter how much you try to quench that thirst, there's no end to it. And... I've heard of the Yanti that they are actually former monks of what used to be called Haven here. And that they were the, they were the true rehabilitators of what used to be Haven here. There used to be criminals that used to come to Haven and want to be rehabilitated to do good. And I think somehow that, that they got pushed out and I think proper and the oval are what has made what we have here today what we have. So he he looks up to Cravoy and he's like, Cravoy, could you bring our guests inside, please, quickly? It would be my pleasure. And Cravoy goes and gets the Yuan-Ti. Stomp, 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 pushes a bunch yeah. of people out of the yeah. way. Everybody, <laughs> move! <laughs> okay, so you, you bring the Yuan-Ti in. Just like flops it on top of the table. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she feels the pulse of the auntie and she says, Oh, it looks like we still have something. Maybe we can, maybe we can put this one up for rest and maybe we can see once it's actually fully recovered. God, I don't know. Cause now I don't want to say that cause I don't, she doesn't really know what's happened besides knowing that the hand is missing. I mean, he would, he would, exp- I mean, it said we were accosted and they were okay. trying to steal our water. I mean, gotcha. it, if she like quizzically like 
where's his fucking hand at? You know, he would <laughs> tell him and then say like, we healed him because we were trying to find out what the fuck is going on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he passed out. Okay. All right. Well then let's just say that. Yeah. She says, okay, well it looks by the, it looks by, by the looks of him, it looks like this one might be out for the day. So why don't I put him up for the night with arm guard and then maybe we can talk with this one in the morning. It was all I had wished when we arrived here, and yet they had other intentions. But if he is one of the true leaders of this place, or at least was before, then he will be quite useful to have alive. Yes, yes. It seems like we ha- now have more information that we can use, and that I appreciate, along with this. And she gives you back your your gold and your copper and silver and she puts her hand on top of the deck of cards and tosses it to you Selenar and roll an inside check for me uh 18 nice you know this to be the deck of many things oh no he like he <laughs> oh, catches no. it and then like glances at it and then his eyes get kind of big and he like Puts oh, it down no. on the table in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And she goes, as much as I would love to have this on my person, I know that this, and she kind of puts her hand wavering over it, comes with a burden, a burden that I would not want on my shoulders. So you've decided to give it to us. Well, well thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much for this burden. Thank you. And how did these come to be here? And I suppose, who was that man? Waves again at the corpse on the floor. Nice. So much blood is seeping into your wooden floors. Uh, Let's just say that before she even handed you the deck of many things, like somebody had already taken that corpse and just trotted it off and cleaned it up. Like, so they're so used to it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, she goes, um, that man there was Trondar. I actually don't know very much about him. All I know is that he was very shady, let's just say. I think that he may have relied on this, and she holds her hand over the deck of many things, too much. It is a great temptation, I suppose. It is, because there are a lot of bad things that happen can happen, but there are also very many good things that happen, including being able to have one wish, and that can be any wish, besides becoming a god. Selenar just like... Wish for uh, more wishes! (laughs) (laughs) His eyebrows, you know, I I guess... uh, He just, he he gets like like sort of a stern look on his face, like... That's a lot of shit to take in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So much, so much has happened. Oh, fuck. But, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> he, he does say to her, though, um, are there mines in the area, perhaps? Or is the town the only feature of the Oval? I have not heard of mines. Maybe our Yanti friend could tell us of that. Perhaps. And then his eyes raise above her to, to Crivoy and he says, My friend, you may be right. About? When I heard the voice and she said mine. Oh. 
Right. I, exactly. I knew exactly what I was talking about. He's troubling. Um, Frank says, you know what? I, I feel like it's getting late here. Why don't I put you guys up for the night? And then why don't we reconvene in the morning to see what what the yawn tea has for us? I suppose waiting another few hours won't make that much of a difference. If there is no way for us to escape, it seems we have nothing to lose to wait. And what would the alternative be but to go from... We have no other leads at this point. We could go see the proper. We could go see the proper. So about well, like, do you would would you advise? Is going to see the proper even something one could do? Yes, yes, you could. I would just say that maybe you'd want some company, maybe somebody that actually knows this town, so you don't get pulled the wrong way. If you know what I'm saying. Hmm. Who could that be? <laughs> what what time of the day is it? So we left. I couldn't remember if it was earlier, if it was late. It was one like, or the other, right? I think it was yeah. earlier. And then you probably guys probably got to the dome about afternoon. And you figure this was probably like a couple hours, right? I mean, yeah. or an hour or two at least, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, is it pretty much just like overcast in here? Yeah, because yeah, it looks when you're like a dome. Yeah, yeah, when you're outside, it just looks like you know when it's just snowing so hard and it's just so like gray or white, kind of the mix, yeah. and you can't really tell. So you know, by the sound of what Frunk Frunk told you, it sounds like for them it might be nighttime, but I mean, it for you it may not. I would like to be near when the auntie awakes. Perhaps we should rest and eat and share what's left of this water. Yes, because I forgot mine. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so Frunk looks at the bartender and says, bring up, I hate trying to think of fantasy food. I'm just going to say steak. So bring up two steaks to these, these gentlemen's rooms. I'll have them in 12 and 13. And our friend? He will be in 14. He just, he just nods. Okay. Um, would you like any protection outside of your doors? He kind of cracks a grin. He says, I believe that will not be necessary, but perhaps Cravoy and I will both take 13. Okay. Took the words out of my mouth again. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> nice. Sounds perfect. So then, until tomorrow. I... Um... I, I appreciate your hospitality. Yes, thank you. You are very welcome. And she just she walks up to the gelatinous cube and just kind of talking to him about certain things and stuff like that. And you guys head up. You get a nice meal. You share your water skins. And, um, well, I'll let you decide if you want to converse a little bit before you guys get some rest or what do you do. Well, I would say had take watch. There's just no way that we're gonna both go to sleep at the same. Yeah, time. no, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, if if the food, I, I don't yeah. think Selenar would eat right. So they like bring it up and they accept it to be, you know, 
nice about it, mm-hmm. but yeah. they eat like the trail rations out of the bag. Yeah, okay. no, because don't. if the if the 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 liquids are contaminated, presumably the food is also contaminated. Hey, can we see anything that would be yeah. evident? The food? Do That's... do a perception check. Oh, baby, twenty three. Twenty. <laughs> nice. Nice. Not thirty twenty. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, nothing looks awry with the with the meat. Um, we're doing a rest, right? I'm mm-hmm. gonna crack off a divine sense oh, on the on the meat. That <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Um, let's just say, as you kind of, God, it's weird that you're divine sensing a thing of meat. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just like do, staring at it, like mm, it looks fine, but I need to find out exactly. if he's just straight. good or evil. He's poking or, it with his big meaty fingers. Yeah, is it affected by the hollow spell? Yeah, or is there a celestial fiend or undead? Yeah, his like eyes are bugging out. He's like scanners, like looking at it so hard. <laughs> it goes uh, infrared vision. That's right. As far as you can tell, like there's no there's no green specks, there's no aura of like something awry. It's just a mystery. The beer has flecks of green in it, but the meat does not. Yeah, I'd probably take a closer look at the beer that I've saved too. Okay. Just to, sure. just to see if, if I can get anything else out of it. Like and the you know, the, the divine sense would sort of take that into play too. Yeah. Well, let's just say you take a you take a look at the at your cup, your to go cup, and uh, you take a look at you take a look at the beer with your divine or the ale with your divine sense, and you just you just have a sense that anything, and not that you've seen enough stuff here, but with you know your sense of what's in this ale and what's been going on with the snow, it seems like anything that could become some kind of liquid somehow because snow can melt all looks contaminated with that green it doesn't make sense with the food the food not being that way because you think that with that happening too and plus with i will say too with that divine sense before you even like came upstairs you could see like some of the people that were in this bar they have little flecks of green in their eyes too but it's doesn't it's not even as much as the like in the alcohol you know, there's more in the alcohol than it is than kind of people's, the white of their eyes. If is they there any behaviors that seem consistent with it? I know that's probably a stretch, but like. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to tell, especially in this bar, because everyone's been drinking either very heavily or just a, like people are just having erratic behavior anyway. So it's really hard to focus in on something that's like, oh, this is this is causing people to do this. So like liquid based, okay. I still don't think so, nor would eat it. I, you, so he, you know, you're you're poking around, and we're kind of like talking about it. And oh no, really- Cravoy wouldn't eat it either. It's just more of like an experimentation thing, where it's like, well, the meat, the meat seems to be fine. I'm still not going to eat it. <laughs> but like all the, it's all the liquids, which is people's. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know, but. The meat does seem untainted for whatever reason. If we are still here when our rations run out, then perhaps it would be safe. Of course, our lack of water will be detrimental That's a long problem. before we run out of food. That's a big old problem. Indeed. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cravoy would really want to do anything else with the rest of the night except just kind of like set up watch. I think perhaps... 
we should leave our door open to make sure that our friend doesn't leave. Unless you wish to keep watching 14, they will expect us to be in 13 if there is any trickery uh, afoot. I'm actually on the same page. I think a chair by the door for whoever's on watch just to make sure that that door doesn't open up is a great idea. We are of the same clan, so of course we are of the same mind. A tear forms in Cravoy's right <laughs> eye. <laughs> and he stops it before it trickles down his cheek. Yeah, of course. Or whatever. And then he turns away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Justice for All, a D&D 5th edition campaign run by me, Kurt Amuler, with John Haremza as Selenar Eularian and John Neary as Cravoy, food chaser, Dolikavea. Music and sound effects by BattleBards. Go to BattleBards.com to get great fantasy and sci-fi audio. Theme music by Mr. Snooze. To find out more about the theme music, check out our show notes. And thanks for listening. All right, well, that's it for this session. Well, thank you very much. That was yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad you liked it. I was super excited to get into the town and start figuring out some stuff. Oh, hell yeah. I think, like, as a player, I kind of got caught up in, like, oh, let's explore the things and talk to the people. I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. We got to, like, that's not why we're here. <laughs> that definitely happened. <laughs> we have a thing to do. <laughs> that's funny, too, because <clears throat> when I told you what, what buildings were on either side, I'm like, crap, they're not going to, they're going to pick one or the other or they're just going to go straight through. And then you went to both. I'm like, they went to both. Awesome. I right. think, yeah, it's, it's more like getting gathering at this point just like gathering information we don't have we have almost nothing no, so like yeah. that was huge with with, with Fra- is it Fra- frank or frank 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 like that was huge with frank I'm, i mean i'm still not trusting her but i imagine that it's the best we can do right now yeah yeah did uh, and maybe i don't know if you want to tell us now because like we didn't make those checks but did she have any green oh you said she had just a very small amount of green in her eye right? yeah yeah just minimal okay and a lot and pretty much everyone else in there too just kind of had minimal by her story then it's because they've been in the tavern yeah it's or like, that's, at least that's draw, what she's figuring yeah well, didn't, like draw a connection necessarily between drinking the heavily green tainted beer with it showing up in their person there's not really a connection yet it's hard to say okay yeah. it's just hard to yeah. like okay yeah yeah huh yeah it could, it could be i mean you could assume it to be lots of things you could assume it being just yeah. being there you could assume in, it could be you know anytime they drink something like if they're possibly out in the snow and it your body will absorb snow just like it absorbs water so maybe that you know who knows and the yanti specifically wanted are clean, fresh water. Yeah, exactly. So it must not be, so it must not, there must be a chance that like outside water wouldn't be tainted. Right, like our water should be clean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, expose it to the air, is it like an exposure thing? Like that's something to... Well, like if you poured it in a glass and left it on the table overnight, yeah. right? And then drank right. it in the morning, then maybe whatever. But <laughs> yeah, it's time for science. Let's put it in a glass and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. That's got me thinking about some things now as far as 
story stuff. Yeah. Yep. No, it's good because they there was a couple of things in there that went totally not how I thought they were gonna go. So mm. I like it. And proper's Morgan. Proper's Morgan. Is that- Morgan is proper. Proper <laughs> is Morgan. Proper. It's a proper Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah, this that's uh that's awesome. Yeah, okay. This is good. I mean that part's not good, but yeah, I mean I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm picking not, up what you're putting down. I can't imagine it's more. I can't imagine that'd be crazy. Your daughter escapes to start a cult. And <laughs> yeah, this is good. You thought you knew her the whole time. 